Hi, this is Peyton with Girls Gone Right. Today we have Rachel, the host here from Charlotte. She actually made it to Nashville in person. Yes. We're so, so excited I'm to super pumped to be here. And then we have... We have John from Date Right Stuff. Yes, we do. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, we're so excited. So we're going to like talk about some fun dating cultural things going on in the world right now. And date right stuff just seems to be taking it on by head. So if you want to go ahead and give them a little intro of like what you've been doing, what is your project? Yeah, so the right stuff, our handle is at date right stuff. It's a dating app for conservatives. We went live a little over two months ago. It's free to use. You can download it in the app store. We have 6,000 active users, and we have a wait list of about 30,000 people right now. Wow. We're opening it up pretty slowly, but we're doing some events throughout the country. We're here in Nashville right now, and then we'll be hunkering down in Southern California at our home base um, and building it out through there with the California College Republicans and some other groups there. And, uh, yeah, we're just growing every day, and uh, if anybody wants to download it in the App Store, it's the right stuff. Perfect. So what is your goal when you are in these cities? Our goal is to like generate attention. I think you need a, a lot of hits when you're trying to reach people. They say you need like, you know, seven hits to get someone to actually take an action. So what we're trying to do is like create awareness. So when we come to them later and try to convert them to a new platform, they've already heard of it. They at least know someone that might be on it. You know, they're more comfortable with doing that. Yeah. Have you had a good matchmaking session in Nashville yet? We are, we have, we are taking people to a hockey game Monday night to the Predators. Uh, we've posted the date on the right stuff. We have some good options. Um, people are really excited about it. So if anybody wants to do that, go to the date section of the app, which is very unique, um, where anyone can post a date and people can see uh, who's interested and, you know, pick someone to go with. So we have that posted right now. We'll be doing that Monday night. Very cool. That was so fun. Yeah, that is really fun. I like that you guys have a date option. So it kind of just like opens the floor to have a date. I think that's like something so hard from a dating app to translate is to actually go on the date. Yeah, a lot of people just message back and forth forever. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do is like get people to take action. It also kind of like reinstates what we believe in as conservatives. Like we're not the people that stay home and lock down. Like we want to go out. We want to have fun. Yeah, we want to be sure. with people. We want to meet people. Um, so we're just encouraging encouraging people to do that very cool what is a city that you think is like going to thrive on this app is there any big cities that are just like taking lead with the users um i think we have a good presence in tennessee i think actually california and places that are more liberal it, it's more needed because uh, you go to some conservative areas and they kind of all uh know each other like each other they don't have a problem on existing platforms as much um, but it's the places that are most hostile to conservatives like New York City or Los Angeles where uh, people need something like this the most. Yeah. So what does the dating app look like in New York City? I feel like that's so hard to find other conservatives. Is there a lot of users there? Yeah. Actually, New York has the most users. Wow. Yeah. That is so interesting. I wouldn't have expected that. Yeah. So New York and Los Angeles are the two biggest cities. Wow. That's because they have the most people, but also because I think like I mentioned, conservatives there are looking to find like-minded people. And especially when you get on a, one of the other platforms and people are just hostile towards you, you know, um, that you just, you want, you want a different option. Yeah. So what were, did you have any fears starting this app that it wasn't going to work or that you wouldn't have a lot of people using this app? Like what was your, yeah, I mean, it's this? so hard with the new app. I mean, people now, you know, the quality of the app is hard to, 
get the tech right initially because you're being compared to things that are like $100 billion companies and they want it to work like Instagram or TikTok. But when you're a startup, you're just doing the best you can and um, you have to work at all the tech glitches. And then obviously the adoption is um, tricky as well. But luckily, um, I had made an app before, a small social media app. So I had a little background in it and I knew how difficult it would be. So I went in with rather low expectations of at least the initial launch or how long it would take to take off. And uh, I think if we just keep growing, we'll be in a good place. Yeah, sure. That's Um, awesome. So question. So would that kind of explain this wait list that people are, it's kind of like a slow roll just to make sure that the app doesn't like crash and things like that with tech. Right. Yeah. We were, were what's the logic behind the wait list? So we're sort of treated like a soft launch right now. And then we're going to open it up, you know, more as we get all of the kinks worked out, but (laughs) also the waitlist serves as a way for us to kind of vet people. Um, We want to use an invite structure. We want to encourage people to invite their friends. We'd like it to only grow through that. Obviously we let people on if they make a profile, but we don't want to get, because the nature of this, we don't want to get inundated with trolls or mean spirited people or people trying to, you know, do undermine the app. So we want to kind of just take the time to let people on slowly, make sure we have such a high quality on that it can't, become overwhelmed that's what we're doing i think that that sets you apart from so many other apps where they can just hop on and you can have who knows what on there kind of makes it exciting that there's a wait list and when you get in i feel like more people are so excited to use it yeah yeah and i mean we don't want people using it in that way especially when it comes to dating like the reason you're going to this app is because you want to date another conservative yeah like if you want to get in an argument or a debate mm-hmm. with a liberal, like you can go on Twitter and do that. So yeah. it's just not a tool. Wild, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> you can do so many other things if you're looking for that, but this is for a very unique purpose and we want to keep it that way. Yeah. How does it feel that all of you already have so many people on the app and you're helping people just like find each other and potentially meet soulmates? Yeah, it's, um, it's fun. I mean, it's fun to be in a business where like you're helping people find each other. We've seen certain relationships already develop. I think we're going to see a lot more. Yeah. And uh, I think as it goes along, we'll see even, you know, marriage or, yeah. you know, and to realize like we helped create that is really cool. I think anytime you can do something like you believe in that is really helping people. That's kind of why I liked politics. Cause you see like, wow, this actually could help people. Um, it's like pretty fulfilling work. Yeah. yeah. I think too, I mean, conservatives over the past few years have really felt just under fire and so to have something that's uniquely ours i mean there's such a huge market for it i support businesses just because i know that they're conservative so if you hit me with that i'm like oh yeah sign me up i'm good yeah i think the number one thing conservatives can do right now is stick together yes so i think we need to like empower all these companies and like build them up and i think if we can create things that are actually cool and that people want to use it'll help like shift the culture in a way because people say wow like that's the conservative app but it's also the coolest one, you know, like that we're not used to having that. They've kind of dominated the culture so much and we're playing catch up. But I think, I think there are a lot of people doing a lot of good things and uh, we'll be making a lot of uh, good progress on that. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm super pumped about it. I'm on the app, but, (laughs) but you know, just we'll see. In Charlotte. (laughs) Yes. I am in Charlotte. Yes. A couple people in Charlotte, but you know, yeah, right now it's a little too spread out. That's why we want to consolidate it. We're based in Southern California. Yeah. Um, we'll probably just start growing it there. 
Um, we'll leave it open to everyone, but we've got to kind of just do it city or region by region. I think it's also interesting that it is so spread apart because you can match with someone that's not in your area, which I think that is like very unconventional that a lot of people wouldn't want to do long distance relationships. However, I feel like that's like so fun that you could meet someone that's not in your state and actually just like find love. And it's like some yeah. fun Hallmark movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. You just fly to, you know, Alabama or something to meet the yeah. guy. But uh, we have had people that have flown to meet each other. And That's I think cool. because we started with people that are more of the influencer ambassador crowd, that they are spread out, but they do travel a lot. So they don't mind because they go to Dallas for events. They go to Tampa for events. They're kind of all over the place anyway. So they're open to meeting people. Anyway. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I honestly think that that is so fun though. It's definitely unconventional. And I don't think that like any other apps, I would open my radius to like if i'm on hinge i would not open my radius because it just seems so weird right but when you like see all these conservative people if i know that you have the same values i think that means so much more than like living in my area right so it's definitely a game changer i think that that is potentially fun. fun potentially fun i love i love anything with a conservative label yeah <laughs> so, true sign me up it's, for that. it's like That's the community true. part behind it too though even if you like meet someone and it doesn't work out i think it's so nice to just be able to know another conservative in your city yeah in, that's like, another thing connection. that's another thing the left does they made it make a, they do a good job of making right-wing people feel like all alone yeah. especially young ones um and what we're doing is saying like you're not alone like look at all these people that are just like you you yeah. know and i think I, we talked about it at the dinner the other night but we would love to open it up to a friends thing where yeah. you know if you move to a new city and you want to just meet friends you can do that as yeah. well yeah, so that'll be that that'll be search. version two. Yeah, that'll be so. That would be amazing. Yeah, that's something that's hard to find. Like I moved from Louisiana to Charlotte, and it was very difficult to like find people at first. But once I started hitting those circles, I was good to go. Yeah, you meet, you meet one, and you're good. You yeah, got a circle. And after that. That's like why we started Girls Gone Right is because I like also when all this COVID stuff was going on, I started posting on my Instagram stories, and I wasn't very vocal prior. But when this all went down. I was like, why not? I'm just going to post about it all. And I lost so many friends. Mm -hmm. And like, I lost a lot of, I thought people like were my best friends that I lost. So it was like really hard to be able to find, I'm like, okay, so I lost a lot of friends. I need to like meet people that actually see the world in the same way. Mm -hmm. So Girls Gone Right was started and we just started getting involved doing local events. And it was such a nice way to just know faces. It was that, so nice. It was such yeah. a good time. Yeah. Everyone's very genuine. I know it's interesting because I think people think that conservatives get together and we just talk politics. That yeah. we know. We it's very little. Politics. Yeah, it's very little yeah. politics. That's also, I think, a misconception with the app, too, is that people think, well, I don't want to just talk politics all day. It's like, actually, what we're doing is removing that. You don't have to talk yeah, about it. You kind, you, know, you kind of already are aligned. You don't have to have the weird conversation about what do you believe, what do I believe. Yeah, um, exactly. And you can kind of just have fun. Yeah, exactly. and I think that also if you see the same, the world in the same way, it just makes conversations so different. I don't need to talk about what is going on right now in, in the political world in the news cycle. But if we're talking about other like cultural things and I just know that we have the same values, it's just such a different conversation. Yeah. And you also talk about different things. I think that like when I go on dates, it's more meaningful conversations because like I am trying to like determine someone's values. Mm -hmm. Yes. hundred percent. I think when you date someone with the same values and it just eliminates a lot of the stress that you have. Because yeah. then it's like, okay, we check these boxes. Now let's figure out for a good personality fit. Yeah. Um, compatibility is number one. So yeah, it's a really good time. Yeah, it's. I will not even go on a date with a liberal. 
I think that's also uh, because I don't even have to I don't respect. Even, I don't even go on dates with moderates. Yeah, a moderate is pushing it. I think people moderate say that they're... for me is indecisive. Yes. Yeah. yeah, or you just are afraid of having the label on you. Yes. Which I'm fine with having the label on me. Yes, I I'll be all for that. Love the label. Yeah. So, what is one of your biggest successes that you've had with date rights up? Do you think the marketing campaign that you guys did with the sweatshirts? I think, yeah, I think the Dump cool. Your Liberal Boyfriend campaign has been very successful. I think it doubled our followers on social media. We have a lot of people that are interested in it, like high profile conservative people. Nice. And so hopefully it'll just keep going. Um, yeah, so that was good. I think uh, we've gotten recognized on some like national media shows that have been good for us tucker carlson and mm -hmm. some other fox business shows that was good for us and i think yeah i think the best thing we can do is just like have these success stories because word of mouth is probably the strongest thing so if you're out with people and you go well how did you guys meet and they say the right stuff i think that's the best thing that can happen and that's happening more and more and more can happen the better yeah definitely so what is one thing that you think is wrong in the dating culture right now? I think there's a few things. Um, Definitely a few things. <laughs> yeah, I think social media has not done us any favors in the dating world. I think yeah. people have access to too much. Um, and I think the fact that people have, women in particular, have been a little too career focused and then they end up wasting the years they should have been dating and finding the right guy and they start too late. And then, you know, the guys are probably starting too late as well. So I think pairing up at a younger age is probably better. Obviously, it's not the path for everyone. Yeah. It wasn't the path for me. But I would encourage people to try to do that if they can. And then I don't know how we get around the social media stuff, but that obviously has caused some problems. I think people say, well, aren't isn't the dating app wrong or doesn't it go yeah. against conservatives? I don't actually think so. I think if you're using a dating app, at least there's some intention there. You're using it as a tool. You can use it any way you want. Sure. Um, it's probably better than social media where you're talking to thousands of people. There's no intention. It's way too casual. People who are married are using it or, you know, yeah. it's just a lot of weird stuff going on. So I think those things. Yeah. And I don't think that that makes a dating app wrong. I think it's truly like you could go on a date with someone that you'd be in a traditional way and like you still have these issues. I think your intentions are the biggest thing. Um, how are you, are you dating to marry or are you dating just to date date for a minute and then yeah move on. yeah that's like a very interesting i think that's what i see a lot in the dating culture is people have no idea why they're on a dating app and especially if you're using bumble people will put in their bio it will say like what are you looking for and they said i don't know yet have you seen that yeah. right. I'm sure. I'm like, right. so you're not so sure you're dating yeah you're not sure someone says you know short term relationship yeah. that's an option on him oh you my god select like short term right. relationship and that is why are you even if you like me and things are going really well, you're like, oh, three months. Sorry. <laughs> I said yeah. short. Um, but no, it, it is interesting. So question for you, what makes this different than like Hinge or Bumble? And like, who do you consider your direct competitors when you're kind of formulating this app over the next maybe like five years? Because obviously it's still very new and it's right. a young company. Um, so where do you kind of see this being and who would you consider your competitors? Well, what we're trying to do is be, there's a, there's a dating app for every group, pretty much. Um, there's one for Jewish people, there's one for fat people, black people, dog lovers, single parents. There's not a dating app for conservatives. So we want to own that space. And in that space, there is no competition. We are the only app for conservatives. 
So we don't view these as our competition. Now, on the higher level of like competing with a Bumble or Hinge or Tinder, we probably never might not never might never get to that level. But um, I think if we just cater to conservatives and we triple down on that and we make it for this specific group, there are still millions of us. And especially, you know, if you open it up worldwide, um, I think it's probably most like Hinge in terms of the user experience. But I think what separates it the most from any of these apps is just the quality of the user. Um, because if you go on something like Tinder, I haven't been on in years, but I remember the last time I went on, I was like shocked by what I saw. You know, it was like traumatizing. Very ghetto, <laughs> really very spammy, very, very making you pay for every little thing. Felt like I was in like a cheap casino. Oh my gosh. You know, so, and I, you know, I see TikTok ads for a lot of dating apps because I'm obviously looking at dating TikTok. Right. So I'm getting spam with those, and sometimes I check them out. And yesterday we checked one out that was called like Hilly or something. I don't know if you've seen this one. And as we were like going through the sign-up process, it just the whole thing felt like spam pretty much. Yeah. And I think a lot of them are just trying to make a quick buck. They don't care about actually like getting relationships developed from what they're doing. They're just trying to get on as many people as possible. They don't care if they're there to date or what they're there to do. So I think if we just stay to our, you know, stay mission focused and just play the long game, I think we can create something great. Fair enough. Yeah. I think that's a smart a smart plan, honestly. I really do admire what you're doing because no one else is taking this. No one else has started anything yeah. like this. And I do think, kind of to what you said earlier, with there's such a lack of space for conservatives, and um, we are behind online. We need to be on social media. We need to be hitting these younger markets. And so I think sometimes conservatives, we forgot that that was a market that we needed. Yeah. Um, and this new upcoming generation of voters, if we don't catch them where they are, which is on social media, on TikTok, we're going to be missing a huge, huge, huge market. Yeah. TikTok is definitely not conservative. However, it's either you're, you're going say. to take up the space or the left is. True. We don't really have and a they choice. make it very easy for them to do it. And I will say, I've finally taught my algorithms that I'm conservative. They do know that getting more um, just accounts I've never ever seen before. And finally, finally, Instagram conservative talk. But I don't even have TikTok because TikTok stresses me out. But I do have Instagram Reels, okay. and I have taught Instagram that. Yeah, I show me homesteading Reels. That's what I get online. I just oh scroll, gosh. and it's like. And I'm not on a ranch, but that's what I see on my feed. <laughs> so it's really nice. It, the algorithm knows me, and that's fine. But, um, yeah, so I think showing up where people are, and there are so many conservatives just looking. Yeah, that's a great point. We have to deal with the world as it is. I think conservatives have these fantasies about, like, everyone's moving to a farm, and we're all going to do that. It's like, everyone's on TikTok. That's where everyone is. You know? <laughs> so why don't we use that to get our message yeah. out? I'm very pro TikTok, which is unique in the Republican yeah. side, but um, we no, use it and awesome. we, we feel like it's the most engaging and we get the most uh, traction with that. Yeah. TikTok is amazing. I was just spending too much time on it. Yeah. It's easy to scroll, but I do think that like in this world, it's people are going to be watching something and they're going to be scrolling on TikTok. We don't get to change that. However, we get to change what they see. Yeah. And like that's where we need to show up on all these platforms because it's either someone else taking their, I guess, attention yes. or it's us. And the algorithms are already skewed against us. So, you know, yeah, we're harder. Yes. 
work harder, get on the platform. Show up in front of someone, get yeah. their attention. Being not on the platform and being like, okay, you know, I'm going to delete these apps because I'm better than Instagram and I'm better than these dating apps. It doesn't prove anything. It more so just silences us even more because someone right. else is doing that. So, yeah, I someone else will fill the void, so it might as well be us. Yeah, I like that, and I think that's really important. Like, there's like there are people out there that don't do the whole dating apps because they think it's not conservative. But I do think that, like, unfortunately, in the world that we live in today, like, I know I just work all the time, and if I'm not working, I'm doing something like with my friends where I'm not going somewhere to like meet. Right, and if, if organic ways, old fashioned ways work for you, then do that. You know, yes. but like that just doesn't work. I don't. I don't even know what the organic. No one's hiding in the grocery store. Yeah, I'm in the grocery store. No one's. No one's hiding in the grocery store. Spoiled with the with the data. Grocery delivery too. You see the headlines. You can see who age belief system. Like I've now. I'm. I'm. I'm like. Wait. Hold on. If I met someone in the wild, I would have to ask. Hi. Are you conservative? Yes or no. You have to go in God. Yes or no. It's like Catholic. Is that a problem for you? The pre-approval process. It's it's a lengthy yeah. pre-approval so, process. It's just an interesting thing, but I've definitely gotten spoiled on the dating apps, and so yeah. I, I enjoy that. Also, I kind of know you're looking for someone. It's like that I have to have a whole conversation yes. with someone in the wild. What you have on a dating app is what I would call a first date. Like if you didn't know them prior, on the first date, you I would ask you why. Yeah, I would ask you all of these things, and then you from? probably. Yeah, you're not going to get a second date because, to, yeah. yeah, I wish I would have known all that before. And so, honestly, it's kind of, no offense, like, it is rough dating out there, but it's a time saver because, like, I want to know all these things prior, like, unfortunately. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah, I do think it helps knowing and having that, too, like, the right stuff just kind of cancels. I don't even have to look to see if you're conservative. I can just make that assumption and move on. Yeah, yes. and the, so the problem on the other apps, too, as you were asking earlier, like, the only decent app right now, I would say, is probably Hinge. I would agree. With in terms that, of the yeah. quality, yeah. yeah. Um, but even there, conservatives kind of hide their beliefs, so it's hard to find each other. Because if you want to pay a lot of money, you can search for conservatives, but then you can't find them because they're not putting it because yeah. they're scared of the hostility. So, what we want to do is just have a place where like everyone is like you, at least in yeah. this one way, and then you can go from there. What is your conservative punchline on your dating apps? Because I know I have one. Some well, people I, just I definitely mention that I talk conspiracy theories. Okay, I had, good. I think I had a, for a while, I had a thing that said, says um, Trump is right or saying Trump was right. It was like a prompt that said something about like, oh, what yes. do you like to do in your spare time? And I was just like saying, what's Trump your favorite right. conspiracy theory? You're just curious. Oh, my favorite conspiracy theory. That's hard. God, there's so many. I say mine's color. There, there aren't. <laughs> what about her? I'm well, there's no way. <laughs> I, I, I Helen Keller denier. Do you reject the Helen Keller? Basically, people say that she wasn't blind or deaf, or that she wasn't both. At least that's the one. Well, that when I you think because she didn't, she, she has no wish. All of those. Yeah, she has way too many accomplishments. That period in time to be that. There's the conspiracy incapable. that someone else was kind of pulling the puppet strings, and yes. that was the. Because honestly, at that time too, there weren't resources. That was like her teacher that wrote all these books. Blind and deaf people, like those, yes. those. Um, like basically, the right word. The, right? Are they disabilities or are they? What so is, do you I, think she wasn't blind enough, or I that think, somebody else was? I blind think that she I could have been was, someone was someone doing was it. Doing. Also, this is just per Reddit. The person on Reddit, Lauren, she seemed very detailed. <laughs> I went through all of her conspiracy theories, and I'm obsessed. Uh, but basically, she says that like the teacher just like wrote all these things to like basically make both them famous. Mm. Like I will write all these books. She put. Helen's name on it, but she wrote it, and basically, since she was her teacher, they're like, she's a miracle worker. 
Mm. And that's the conspiracy. But and it, it's certainly possible. That's, that's not it's popular. Not to say that it's offensive. It's not to say that you couldn't have accomplished all of those things. I just think at that time in history, like those, yes. if you were deaf, if you were blind, your resources were much less. Like you didn't yes. have availability. Like if you had Down syndrome, like most of the time people, yeah. which is so sad because I love, I used to volunteer to help with like special needs kids and stuff, but it's just sad because they can live very full and productive lives. Yes. But at I that season, that. that period in time, there's just no There way. was a lot of accomplishments. That's all I'm questioning. I think that that was not possible at the time. And I and don't did think you that... accomplish some of them? Maybe. Did you accomplish I think all it was of them? Probably not. Mm-hmm. That is a good conspiracy theory. I don't know. Most of my conspiracy theories aren't conspiracy theories anymore. Because so they're just true. It's just facts. Yeah, now they're facts. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm telling you. These things come out, and then it's not a conspiracy. But anymore. when I talk to people, and I'm not sure how they feel about it, I usually start with Big Pharma being an entire scam. Yes. Oh, that's not a conspiracy. See, it's to not me, that's conspiracy. I even... But people, you have to you have to label it like that. It's like, let's discuss. And then once I'm starting to influence yes. some of my friends. Yes. Disagree with me. Yes. I, I tend to just, if it's a conspiracy, I like, I most of the conspiracies that people think are conspiracies are like reality in my book. Yes. So, um, yeah, that was our conspiracy bar. We're going to have another episode soon on conspiracies, I think coming out in two weeks. So that will be yes. really fun. So be what other ones are you going to hit? Just curious. You don't have to tell me about them, but. Um, so we're going to have to we actually, have some we're doing a attachment style quiz which is like really interesting for dating it like tells you like have you heard of the attachment style it's a very cool book and basically like talks about like how you meet a partner and how you two like connect with each other they have secured attachment and dismissive avoidant attachment fearful avoidant yeah it's just interesting you read it and it kind of gives you a little history so we're going to do a podcast on that um we're going to do one where we're talking about being friends with people with different political beliefs so that's something to look forward to yeah. um how that you works. guys have friends with different political beliefs. hundred percent yeah yes uh very much so and some of my best friends absolutely really? disagree with me um we have the best time though but we don't usually talk a ton of politics but i do when we do talk about them it's from a respectful place i mean they certainly see everything i put online and... that's probably healthier i don't but that's fair enough. Probably <laughs> yeah. yeah i think it's so hard i'm so 50 if you if you met friends in college, I was also a liberal in college, and so I, that was just like I can't just not be friends with the people that I grew up with. So I think there's just a level of respect on that. If we disagree, we just have to dis- agree to disagree type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I definitely am friends with a bunch of different people. Um, I have dated people with different political beliefs, which is that's so very hard. difficult. That's uh, I do not recommend that strategy, but yeah. the but that was also many, many, many years ago. Yeah. And I was a different person. I was a little more quiet and a little bit more. Yeah. Not as set in the ways. Yes. I wasn't so super vocal about my requirements. Yeah. Because I used to be freaked out. And then after COVID, I was very upset. I was very mad. Yeah. That was the time I think. <laughs> I was gaslit. I was made to feel like I was insane. Yes. Exactly. Insane. Yes. The government is gaslighting you always. So. Our new merch. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Just, just a little There's a t-shirt with that phrase on it. Yeah, so. but, but I definitely think that COVID really pushed people out of their comfort zones to use their voices, specifically a lot of conservatives. So question for you, when did you have this idea and how long has this been in the works? Like, obviously, this is now picking up and everything. Yeah, so in May of 2021, okay. we came up with it. It was actually brought to us by some friends, some female conservative yes. friends who said they were looking for guys and they thought we should have a conservative dating app. 
Um, so that those talks started in May, and then we got started in September of 21. And then we went live in like late October of this year. So uh, like a year, year and a few months in the works. That's impressive. Yeah, that is really incredible. To have yeah. something out a bit of work to go into getting it up and running at this point. Just and it seems like it's going very well, so that's very impressive. Thank you. Yeah, there's a lot of work to do, but uh, I think we're happy with where we are right now. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have another city that you're going to? What's the next stop? Um, no, we might do something in New York, but we're going back to California after this. Okay, yeah. very cool. Well, it was so nice having you on. I feel Thank you. this is such a good conversation, and I also think that it's a side that people really don't get to hear that often. So any opportunity to speak the conservative side. Of course. And thank you so much for coming. Do you have anything else that you want to add? Any like upcoming events or? If you're in California, definitely reach out to us. We're based there. We're going to do a ton of stuff there. Um, and if you're in New York, we'll, we'll get to you soon. Awesome. Yes. Well, thank you so much. We will make sure to link the app and everyone go download Date Right stuff. All right. Thank you.